one was him or her there. And that's all. Could you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Luke 22, 54 to 62. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. There ends the reading. And you may be seated. This series has been We See Sacrifice. And we have been talking about the different sacrifices that Christ has made beyond the obvious. What did he sacrifice here? What did he sacrifice? How does it feel to be betrayed? How does it feel to be denied? How does that feel? Let me share a couple of other passages that might help us picture this more. Luke 22, 21 to 22. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Here's the table. And he served Judas. Luke twenty-two thirty-one to 34. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Peter, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. So it's Peter. Mark 14, 43 to 45. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. 
do not think it broke Jesus' heart. He sacrificed his heart. He knew that he loved them anyway. He knew he loved us anyway. Have you ever been betrayed like that? Maybe not having you over, but have you ever been betrayed by someone close to you? Have you ever felt that? Most of us have at some point. Listen to these quotes on betrayal and see if any of them you can identify with. Be careful. The one that makes you smile are the same ones that can shatter your heart. It's funny how you can be hurt so bad from the person you least expected it from. William Blake, it is easier to forgive an enemy than to forgive a friend. True. It's funny how the people who hurt you the most are the ones that swore they never would. And this was said to me several times by someone over the years. The people you put the most into end up hurting you the most. These are all true statements, you see. It makes it really hard sometimes to invest into someone else and to become close because we're vulnerable. And yet Jesus did it. He knew. If you knew that person was going to hurt you that badly, would you have done it anyway? Would you have loved them in the first place? Or would you have avoided the pain? Two ways of looking at it. Alfred Lord Tennyson, I hold it true whate'er befalls, I feel it when I sorrow most, Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Second way of looking at it, old group from the 70s, Simon and Garfunkel, song, I am a rock. Don't talk of love. I've heard the words before. They're sleeping in my memory. I won't disturb the feelings, the slumber of feelings that have died. If I never loved, I never would have. did he do with betrayal? Jesus' heart was broken for Peter. Jesus' heart was broken for Judas. His closest friends deserted him. We are his friends. We break his heart too. Jesus knew Peter was going to deny him, and yet he washed his feet. And he told Peter, you'll understand this later. He washed his feet. He served him the Passover meal. He had told Peter he was going to build his church upon him. He had that much invested in Peter, and he knew. Yet, he died on the cross. For Peter and for us. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 4. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. 
You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He knows. He knows what we think. He knows the choices, not only that we make, but that we're going to make. He knows we're going to break his heart. He says, this is my heart, broken for you. So, if I ask you, do you deny him? Would you say, well, of course not. I don't deny Jesus. I'm here in church. I don't deny him. Do you betray him? Do you betray Jesus Christ? Yes, we all do. Romans 5, 8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me give you some practical thoughts about betrayal and denial. Martin Luther King Jr. said, There comes a time when silence is a betrayal. The other way, we betray him by living with other things as Lord, not following him first and foremost. When and how do we deny him? As I contemplated, what does this look like? What does this look like? What is practically, how do I deny him? Or how, how have I denied him in the past? Because I have. I have. If someone came up to you and said, what, what is your faith? What do you believe in? How many of us would actually answer, I believe in Jesus Christ? Most won't. They will say, if they're even brave enough, I believe in God. So does Satan. I believe in Jesus Christ. Some people say, their response is, well, that's kind of personal, don't you think? I'm just saying, this is what people do. I've heard it. When given an opportunity to share that we follow Christ, we don't do so. We don't do so. You know those windows that you see open in a conversation? You don't go there. You know you could. You know you could, but ooh, ooh, that might be a little bit uncomfortable. Here's another one. This is a real tough one for me. When we allow things to be said that we know are not pleasing to God, yet we say nothing for fear of being thought rigid or out of step. Here's the biggest one in my world. Oh, God! We say it sometimes, even if we are disciplined not to. We don't say anything. 
Very few of us would say anything. And yet, Scripture is so clear about the holiness of God and about His name. Oh my goodness. And how do you respond? How can you respond? Because it's not probably the right thing to say. You are a terrible person. How dare you say that? That's not going to accomplish much. But what about something like, oh gosh. Just a response right back with an alternative. Or, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. With you. Does that make sense? Rather than you judging, you take it on yourself. It makes me really uncomfortable. Swearing, using his name in vain, I flinch every time. And you know, it's not hard for me to tell my sons not to do this in my house. I can do that. That's not a problem. You know better than that, boys. Man, you're so old. Yes, I am. Doesn't change a thing. But you know what's hard? When it's a friend's Oh, do we? Do we tell their friends? When their friend lets loose some profanity? Are we worried that our kid will get mad at us? Are we worried that we'll appear judgmental? That our kid will then throw us under the bus in private conversation. I have come to the conclusion, I used to, I used to be much more permissive, but as time has gone on, I've become less and less so. And now I'm likely to say to one of my son's friends, you know, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't use language like that in my house. It's a, a, an I statement. Hugely different. Hugely different. It makes me uncomfortable, and I just would prefer that you not do that. And you know what? My son's friends, they go, oh, okay. Now, my son probably still throws me under the bus later. And guess what? I don't care. I don't care. All right, another tough one. Allowing media that promotes ungodly lifestyles, ungodly language, what filters do we use, if any? Turn the TV off as one. What filters are there in place for the music that's in your house or around you? For the video games? Oh my goodness, have you looked at these games? For the computer stuff? For the internet? For TV and movies? How much do we tolerate? Because you know what? It does shape us. It does. I had someone that said to me once, just absolutely convinced. This person said to me, I don't listen to the lyrics. I just listen to the music. Oh, oh nobody else says that, do they? <laughs> I see the smiles. Yes, you do listen to the lyrics, whether you know it or not. Whether you know it or not, it's, it's getting in there. I believe that these are ways that we deny him because there's a different way he wants us to be. There's a different way. Why do we deny him? Why do we allow these things? Partly out of fear. 
again, fear of being thought foolish or judgmental or oh, Christian. It's, it's absolutely politically incorrect. Absolutely. Fear of retaliation. I have one son who just let me have it. But now I had to set another boundary. Okay, if you're going to do that, go. The worst one is when you don't really care anymore. So what? So what? That person says that, that's their problem. So what? Doesn't matter. You see that joke on the TV? Promoting human trafficking, but you understand what I'm saying? And that is the hardest one of all. Do we even care? Do we care? Peter denied Christ three times. You know why? He was terrified for his life. He was terrified that he was going to be killed. And he probably had good reason. Even though he had said, I'd go to the grave for you. I can understand that. I can look at Peter with a lot of compassion, and so did Jesus. I believe when Jesus looked at Peter, just had pain in his eyes and compassion. We are not doing this out of fear of our lives, folks, are we? Much more focused than that. And yet it's hard. It's hard. Jesus says, this is my heart broken for you. This is my heart that I'm sacrificing because I'm going to love you even though you're going to do these things. I sure wish you wouldn't. I sure wish you wouldn't. He knows that we are choosing a path that's not the best one he would have for us. I, I want to ask you to close your eyes because there are times that just we need to talk to God. There are times we need to listen to God. We've been working on that one. Close your eyes. Ask yourself this question. What have you done that has betrayed him? When have you denied him? By what means? In what situation? Contemplate those and bring those to God. Picture him looking at you. He turned and looked at Peter as the cock crows. He is looking at you, and he knows what you have done. What do you see in his eyes? Do you see judgment? That's not the Jesus we love. I see hurt. 
I see his sadness. Most of all, I see his compassion. He loves us. Anyway.